0: On today's video, I'm sat with Kev Sibley, who's come to have a chat about the expeditions that he's done and that he's about to do. Heading off to, is it Mirror Peak? Mirror Peak, yeah. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk maybe a little bit about work, I'm not sure, Um, and just generally a little bit about training and how we got on on the expedition. (sighs) Right, thanks for doing this. That's all right. Um, Welcome everyone to episode two. This is Kev Sibley, who is uh, my old crewmate. How long did we do? Two years? Two, three years. On the road. uh, On an emergency ambulance. uh, And then I left. Who did you get get stuck with? A couple of people before. Yeah, a couple of people. No one as good as you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Oh no. Well, build you up. Yeah, knock me down in a minute. Yeah, big time. Uh, so we've already had a little chat about stuff from work that we probably shouldn't record, which is good. Um, what I thought would be interesting is talk about where you're going. Is it in a couple of weeks or a couple of months?
1: Yeah, a couple of weeks. I'm off to Mir Peak in the Himalayas. Second trip to the Himalayas. Yeah. Second midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> so is that is that because you're going to live another 20 years
0: or because the the first one isn't finished?
1: Um or did it did it set have you been bitten by the bug of going out there? I've always had the bug, but never had the the drive, I think to go. So when I did finally yeah. get the drive, it's given me the bug, but I think too late in life now to be messing around at altitude.
0: well, is that because of the medical risks involved, or is it more you thinking mm. I think no. Because your, your kids are older now. Yeah, I mean, I know you've got you've got grandkids.
1: Yeah, I think it's more that once you get to a certain height, you then start playing around with. You're getting into the dangerous areas. You know? Yeah. At the moment, I'm going up to. Uh, I think it's just below seven thousand mm. meters. So. You know, I think we're going to the the height of Base Camp 2. Yeah. If you're climbing up Everest, so it's, yeah, it's, it's you know, laws of physics. I'm not getting any younger. Yes, I do have a family, so it's kind of... It's a bit of a thing.
0: I mean, some people might say when is when is a good time to go, I suppose, probably when you're 20.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I've always had this fascination of Everest, even when I was a teenager um but like life gets in the way families and i just found the right time to go so booked it yeah and yeah the bug is there but i think i've set myself that this will be my last i say that now this will be my last trip
0: things go in threes don't
1: they well they go in threes but i think you've always got to better yourself you kind of Mm. want to go higher you want to go somewhere a little bit more you're pushing the limits
0: yeah, you want the next one to be a little bit further. So the first trip you did, when was that? Was it a year ago or two that years? That was 20, 2019, October. Yeah. And that, um, so you went to base camp to visit base camp, but you also did a, a peak yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, I climbed Island Peak. Yeah. Um, which was an add-on. Um, I had no real idea what it was. The pictures I saw in other trips, it was a nice little walk up the side of a, up the side of it, yeah. Just go around, just go yeah, around here for a little. Just bit. going around the side, up slowly. Um, little did I know that the company that I was going with went straight up. It right. Basically, climbing straight up. It was rope, yeah, axe, and crampons, and going straight up. And it was an emotional. When I got to the top, it was just unbelievable because. Mm. I'd never done anything like that, but I think I realised that how fit you have to be to go up higher, especially mm. Everest, yeah. and what these people go through. Um, I want to go say it was an easy trip; it was a very hard trip, but yeah, yeah. But it was unbelievable. On top, it's just the view, and I think that's what keeps me going back: is the view.
0: Mm. You're on top. So of you've the world. got
1: the, the like the physical exertion,
0: the uh, the view that's just probably overpowering Lee beauty i oh, apparently beautiful, plus yeah, I suppose you're probably knackered from from the, what is it, like a two or three week, um, slow.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the, the walk up, the hike is, 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 I guess it's like anything, it's a little hike, as I always wish to put it, it's one foot in front of the other and breathe and keep that going. But you're like, you're walking for four hours for a tea house, then you have dinner, then walk another four hours for the night. Mm. But I think I realised when I climbed Island Peak how people don't know the limitations. It can be quite scary, like mm. unhooking yourself from your crampon when, uh, from your carabiner when you shouldn't. Losing yeah. that kind of coordination. Yeah. Because you're tired, literally drained, and I made a few little mistakes, and I think that's what's made me realise that. The higher you go, the dangers get more and more. Mm-hmm. So, is it not is it not
0: like technical ability? It's more uh, like mental fatigue, um, fine motor things, and and just everything. Like a, like, if something was to go wrong, it would be a multitude of small little things.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's a combination of everything. I mean, Island Peak was quite technical because you are basically going up, and it is at one point it is a 450 straight up climb. Mm. I mean coming down was fine because abseiling coming down was unbelievable. Yeah. But it is technical. It is, I mean, draining of your physical and mental. And that's why I think at one point I have a clip of me on my GoPro where I've unclipped at the wrong time and walked. Yeah. And I have a GoPro of me falling into a hole about five foot deep yeah (laughs) which could be hundreds of meters it could have been and i yeah and i i would have known nothing about it yeah um just because i wasn't thinking straight and that's what i mean it gets although you've got the excitement and the thrill you've got also the danger Mm. and people have died on island peak which you know is only a little peak but it is quite dangerous as well Mm well yeah
0: let's face it people die on all kinds of hills in the uk let alone thousands of miles away in the snow it's taken three weeks
1: to acclimatize so you're 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 slowly building up like a level of fatigue yeah and it is it's you know sometimes i mean luckily with me there was people behind me they saw me but it's still i mean it woke me up i was like it's almost being one minute drunk and in one minute being sober but as i said it's just exhausting but the emotional side of it was unbelievable. It's just mm. sometimes words can't explain what it is. You can look at a photo, but you can't get the real depth of what actually went on that day. Yeah, yeah. I look at the, the photos and you can see the,
0: the detail in the background and you can just imagine how it's like um, like stars when where there's no light. It must just be overpowering.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, the climb up for island Peak, especially because we left about... At 1 am, and it was pitch black, and you can see stars, mm. um, and that's all it is stars, there's no light, so it's unbelievable. And I think it was about four o'clock in the morning, just see the sun come up over some of the mountains, yeah. And it's just, once again, you can't describe it, it's just all these peaks, the sun just touching it, yeah. Um, which on the next trip, well, I actually sleep on the side of the mountain just below the the summit, so. We get to spend a night on the side of a mountain in a tent. Um, yeah, sounds pretty good. Yeah, because you're you're tied in. You're not allowed actually out of that tent. Yeah. So that's part of it. Was the excitement part of it? The next trip, but mm-hmm. so I guess
0: it's about not. Um, you don't want to risk anything, but the you if you don't risk something in, when you're doing these kind of things, you're not going to get to those incredible views. You're not going to get to a point. Like, you know, Everest is just renowned for being the highest place, but it's also that it comes with that risk of death. It comes with the money that it costs. It comes with everything,
1: but it, it must be worth it. to Yeah, I think you've got a, I think with anything, it's a calculated risk with anything you do in life. But I just, I, you know, it is a case of one little step and you fall, if you're not, you know, paying attention, mm. you know, I'm, um, I'm a quite, I'm one of those people is, do we need to do that? Is there a reason we need to go over the top? You know, is there another way of getting around it? Yeah. Why have that calculated risk of doing that? But I think it's just that, that drug of doing something and achieving something and, and add a little, a little bit of risk to it. Yeah. Because if you don't have more... risk, then it gets a little bit mundane. Hmm. It's like, what, why are we here? Oh, it's a hill. Yeah. Okay.
0: I think yeah sometimes the fear and the worry it turns something on in your head that that is it makes it more enjoyable because you you've got to concentrate like if someone hands you a gun for me when someone hands me a gun it's uh, suddenly your brain is like right this is a gun <laughs> I don't no I don't have yeah. guns so, and and suddenly it's like I've got to concentrate this is this shit's real and I you know I've got to pay attention to do the right thing so is it a little bit like that it's it's a bit of a turn on in your brain that's like oh i've got to do everything really well i've got to concentrate otherwise
1: uh, oh yeah because you know it is one of those things is you know you're climbing up and you're going up through rocks and climbing over rocks to get footing um and majority especially with Iron peak you're not attached to a rope until you actually get to the bottom of the the vertical climb as i put it mm. And all it takes is a little bit of fall. And like, you know, you can go to the peak just a little just you fall and hit a rock. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different there. Cause you've got mountain rescue just around the corner. there be air or a helicopter. A couple of hours. A couple of hours. You've got someone you're here and you fall there yeah. where your helicopters can get up that high, but you're still looking at a major, major incident to get you over. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely is a, it is a bit of a drug to me. Yeah. But it's a safe drug with, minimal danger yeah that's why i look at it
0: yeah i mean it sounds it sounds great really if you you've got to that point where i know either you can afford it or or the risk versus benefit is is more manageable then i think it's it's going to be good for your mental health it's going to be good for your like physical fitness because you're
1: gonna it sounds like you've been training and walking. Yeah, I mean, you do need to have some physical fitness. You do need to have that positive mental attitude because there will be a time, like, I got to 15,500 feet and just woke up with breathing problems, as they say. You know, the fifth breath wouldn't go in. Yeah. Um, Unto know me, that's where most people is that around about that fourteen and a half to 16 is they have issues. I wasn't aware of it. Um, And it is a case of, a lot of it is controlling it, understanding that this is what's going on. You're at an altitude you've never been before.
0: Yeah, so there's not enough oxygen. Yeah, I mean,
1: so I was at, I got to 17,000 and I had had 89% sats, but you wouldn't have noticed it. It's just... It's normal breathing because your yeah. body's adapted because you have climatization, climatization days and you just, you go for little walks, your body adapts to it um, and you prepare them for the next three days of hiking. Then you sit down again, you have little walks around. So you're building your body up, um, pe- preparing for that big kind of push to the, the big summit. push, yeah. Yeah, as I would put it. Yeah.
0: It sounds like there's so much involved. It's more. It's not just a holiday, then, is it? It's not. Oh,
1: just a, it's definitely not a holiday. Turn up and get walked around. No, I mean, you go on about the money a minute ago. It, it is quite reasonable. I mean, in most companies is reasonable. Um, out of money. Some of you pay in tents all the way along. Some will put you in tea houses. You have a bit of a a mattress as it's classed. Yeah. With a sleeping bag on top of it. But yeah, you do need a little bit of thickness. You do need a little bit of positive. Um, but basically, it is one foot in front of the other and breathe. I mean, yeah. some of the people I saw on my trip, I mean, you would think, how will you get up here? But they're just one foot, one foot, breathe. Yeah. And that's all it is. And you keep going. There's no rush because if you rush up, that's when you get problems because you need to climatise to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've not, I've not done anything like that, really. I mean, this was the first... When I went to base camp, that was the first time I've ever been. Yeah. You know, we're talking in the UK, what do you get? Two, three thousand feet? Mm. That's nothing, really, you know.
0: But yeah, you're not going to get any breathing difficulties in the UK. No. You're going to get, um, I don't know, sudden change of conditions and snow, winter conditions, but you're not going to get breathing issues, you're not going to get... Med- like things, medical
1: conditions aren't worsened by the altitude in oh, this country. No. I think it is, and it is, it's that taking it slowly, um, preparing your body, drinking lots of water. I mean, I wouldn't wake up, I wouldn't get out of my bag until I've had at least a pint of water in the morning, mm-hmm. getting your body ready. Yeah. Um, and just preparing, doing the right things, eating when you don't want to eat. I mean, you have a meal in front of you and you just want to go, up, oh. Yeah. But you know you've just got to stuff it down, that it was in the, of, like in the tents or yeah, a, yeah. Well, in the in the tea houses in the morning. You know, most of the time I had porridge and I had so much sugar involved with it and put jam in just to get it down just because to, just to get the calories, energy on. and everything. Because you know you don't want to eat. Mm. It's the last thing on your mind is just putting this. You know what you cause. Oh really?
0: Even though the even though you're burning all those calories, you still didn't feel like you wanted to. Yeah, fine.
1: I mean you're 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 using so much, but it's like. Um, you need to eat, you need to drink, but you're going, oh, I don't fancy that. I don't fancy that. And you're just going, yeah. and then one morning it's a case of you. <laughs> I it <laughs> yeah. it's just you need to get down you, because otherwise that's when you get a little bit weak. And yeah. there was a couple of people on my trip that got ill and one of them was taken back down because he just wasn't looking after himself. Right, so was, um, was
0: that like out uh, altitude sickness or just? Um, I think a lot of it, he hadn't stuff. been
1: eating and drinking well. He kind of got underneath the radar of the staff and no one actually paid saw him right uh, was, he, uh, was
0: he quite quiet then or?
1: uh no, well he was but uh no one actually saw him at breakfast or in the evening he was just like going get into his bag and stay there but so he wasn't drinking mm. and i think he, i think in the end he picked up a kind of a chest infection which up there the altitude you don't really want no so we did get off a the helicopter they did get him uh because he backed off yeah um because he was in a relatively bad way, but it was like, he was very confused. Didn't know where he was. Mm. Kept asking for a horse. Right, really. Which we we found quite funny at one point. Although it's not funny, but, uh, so did yeah. That
0: worry, did that worry all of you guys to think, um, oh, he he seemed like an alright
1: bloke, and
0: it so was, that could happen to any of us. Yeah, because
1: he was a very fit athletic guy who had done a lot of walking, mm. and that kind of made me wake up thinking, hold if on. If it can happen to you're him. You're fit. Yeah, yeah you're probably a lot fitter than me and you're gone downhill very quickly. It kind of made me wake up and that's why I kind of went, as I said, stuffing food down, even though you didn't want to eat it. It was a case of you need to get it down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely a wake up call.
0: So what's um what is the thing that makes you want to go back again the most? Is it the view? Is it the is it just the whole experience that you? Is it like Expedition Blues where you, where life suddenly isn't the same unless you're on a mountain?
1: Definitely the blues. Um, I came back and it's like almost a circle. I'm back. Do I want to go again? No, I don't. Yes, I do. Let's go again. Um, and I think this trip is the whole point of sleeping on the side of the mountain just below the summit. It kind of intrigues me a little bit of a yeah that sounds that great. thrill part of it, um, and seeing a different side of the Himalayas. Um, so I think it's a little bit of everything, but definitely blues. But knowing that this probably is my final trip because just the height, yeah, um, the views, yeah, the views are unbelievable. But yeah, definitely, it would definitely be the blues. That's why I booked this this trip I'm not too sure another trip will happen after this <laughs> you
0: know it is oh, I don't you know. know It's. I it's... mean it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be so dramatic does it no
1: I mean I always think where do you want to climb in the world where do you want to hike um, and apart from I guess the most ridiculous place of walking to one of the poles because of just how yeah. I love the whole extreme part of it but I also know that you know, my age is against me, but I want to go higher. But what is the limit? Mm. You know? So
0: when you're saying this this is it going to be it, or it, it might be it, other than the height, what, what else could you do? Because um, there's always going to seven continents, all seven, or there's yeah. always, you know, the big ones like Kilimanjaro
1: or something. So I did think about Kili. Um... And most people use, they do Kili, then go on to base camp as a kind of thing. So a lot of people I've met on trips, they all have seen to have done Kili. Mm. Um, I don't know, it just didn't appeal to me. I just thought... But it's Himalay- got
0: not the snow, is it? Well, You're it not- does have
1: some snow, and some at some points the weather can be more extreme on there, because it is more open. Right, okay. Um, the difference, well, if you think in some of the Himalayas, it is surrounded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but i just thought you know if i'm going to go for this let's just go to base camp Well, why, yeah, yeah why beat around the bush of going for one place and then thinking well yeah i could do this so why haven't i go straight to base camp and yeah tick off the dream i've always had so is there anything similar um well the company i went with last year have just opened a trip to k2's base camp which
0: well yeah k2's
1: that does got a huge, treat, yeah got a huge number um it. and that is cuz K2 to me i think is the ultimate of climbing base camp if you look in the climbers and you read the books it's so commercialized now it's easy not easy as such well yeah the difficult thing is getting in the queue yeah so you yeah and i think that's the problem with everest everest is dangerous due to the backlog of people trying to get up there which happened a couple of years ago where k2 is dangerous from about day one mm. you know once you just, just get being in that area well yeah because it's it's exposed so the weather comes in and you're basically going across a big shelf above you that falls and yeah more people die in k2 than anything and lots of people don't make k2 because of the weather but the base camp trip does so is the base camp
0: trip to k2 more dangerous than the or is there more risk no I think
1: than the, k2 okay. is it, majority of it is you are trekking across land so there's not although you go up it's by it's it's a, it's a nice flat climb where you think the base camp at Everest you are basically climbing mm. you know some days over your six seven eight hour climb you've, you've done 500 meters in a day where k2 base camp is quite flat right the climb itself starts after base camp because of just climbing up. So, K two base camp. Well, maybe that will probably be just to say that I've been to K two. Look, it.
0: Well, you can look so what's up. The, what's the what's the the price versus how an amazing experience is? Is, um, it, is it a similar thing, or is it like is it not worth? I, don't, I guess it's subjective.
1: Yeah, I don't really worry about the price of it because I think. The experience and looking up at a monster is is what it's all about. Yeah, you know, it's like going swimming with sharks. You jump in a cage, you're with the monster.
0: Yeah, suddenly so you're not worrying about how much. Yeah.
1: It so I mean, the most of the trips, both of the trips I've done so far, have been less than three thousand five hundred. And you're talking, you get everything. You... I mean, it's not bad for no. a, what is it, two or three weeks. Yeah, so it's a three-week trip, most of them. And that the only thing you have to pay out on top of that is your tips for the the Sherpas, which Mm. is self explanatory, I think. But K2, I think, would be my ultimate tick and say I've done that just to be at both base camps. So that's the third trip then? Uh, I don't know. You'd have to, well, I don't know. I have to ask the missus that, especially because I'm getting married next year. So I don't don't know um, if she'll sign off on that one. Yeah. But, How does she feel about it? Is it? Does she understand? Yeah, I mean, she's the the bug. Yeah, she knows I'm an outgoing, outside person. You know, you know that while while camping, I love the outside. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I think, you know, maybe left all this too late in life to really explore and go beyond, pushing the boundaries. Is that Push definitely mean? pushing the boundary. Yeah, because I think.
0: But um. I keep thinking at the moment about uh how we're kind of or how I guess I thought you you go to work for such a long time and then you retire and then you enjoy your retirement. Is this, is that is that the kind of thing where you think actually I should be doing it now or uh, it's too late to do these things, or or if you had a mindset of right now I can not worry about work, I am retired. Could you think, well, I could do all these
1: things or I should have done these earlier on in life. Definitely done them earlier when I think you're younger, you're a little bit more blase to life. Where you retire, you're supposed to relax and chill out. You're meant to, yeah. Sit on the beach. Yeah. You know, is that
0: not what Is that not what we're meant to do? Well, we
1: are supposed to. Um, and I hope to do it, but at the moment I've still got that work helps me pay for these trips so I can get away and yeah. enjoy yeah. them will I have that amount of financial backing when I retire I hope I do but I think there's more important things mm. so getting these things done now yeah, and ticking off the bucket list as they say uh, this is why I get this one out of the way and maybe the third one I don't know but mm. time will tell we <laughs> <sighs> yeah. wait and see what
0: she says Yeah. well yeah, I mean it's 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 all about balance, isn't it? I mean, if I, if I could say to Georgie, right, I'm going off for a month, you know, brilliant. I wouldn't want to leave George and Charlie. Yeah. We wouldn't have the money for it. And
1: uh, I get, yeah, I guess, you know. Yeah, there seeing is. That.
0: <laughs> seeing as she's like, well, pregnant, that's. Well, a, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: you, know, you think you've, you know, Charlie, the house, work, George, the little one. You think, um, what's going on? Can I walk away from these people? Mm. Where at the moment, yeah, I've still got commitments, but still got that little bit of just that yeah, single the, person life. Just put it there for a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely a balance of the job that we do is so full on, especially on the road with you guys, that, that to have that outlet I think is really important. Oh, yeah,
1: you've definitely you've got to work to live. At the end of the day, use work to enjoy life, get the money out of it. And mm. I think that's what where I am now is... You've got to a point where, what are you doing? You're working hard. You're getting all this money, what are you doing? Why aren't you enjoying life? Mm. Why aren't you working towards something? And that's what it is, getting away. Um, relaxing, chilling. Well, I certainly struggle with being at work
0: and and remembering why I'm at work, I think. Not, not just, you know, we do this certain job where we help people and we you know we, we spent our you know last 10 years or so learning to try and and help people or save people I, I sometimes struggle to remember because of the types of jobs that we do or because of the jobs that we don't do i, I sometimes think oh what, why am i doing this again and i it is important i think to to remember right uh, this not only is this job funding all of this stuff yeah.
1: I think we all go for that point of why are we doing this? Cause we are, we're here to help and to care. And you do go, what am I doing this for? What am I getting out of it? And then you, you kind of think is I need to get something out of this. I've got to use it. Mm. I use it for trips, use it for making your life better. Um, you know, clearing your mind, your mental health, coming away from a trip and going needed that. Yeah. Let's start again. Let's reset, reset button, start again until the next trip or the next time I need time off. It's a double-edged sword. When you come back from an expedition or a
0: a trip and you think, that was great, I really needed that and and everything feels like a bit of a reset button, but then you also are like, oh, I'm not there anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've done it. I mean, as soon as we went to Brecon Beacons and as soon as we're on the way home, I'm thinking, I want to go back. Yeah. I don't want to go home. I had so much fun. You come back from the Peatwick or the lakes and you get in the van or the car and you're on your way home and you're thinking, what am I going home for? Mm. I want to go back. I enjoyed that. Yeah. You know, same with, you know, we get back to Catman, do after the the treks and you're going, oh, do I need to come back? Of course I want to come back. That blues, <laughs> that blues thing's again. You're thinking, yeah. do I really want to go home? I could stay here a little bit longer. But, but you need to come back to earn the money to come back. So it is. It's yeah. a vicious circle. It's a
0: time versus money versus yeah. life
1: issue. But you it? definitely need to be looking towards something, planning, yeah. having having something on the horizon. Oh yeah, most definite. And I think that's where I've been, especially the last couple of years. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah. I, I guess if you were younger,
0: one a year would be great. And it, it's a bit like it's, a lot of people have skiing trips, and that is that yeah. like thing or a hot holiday is a relief thing, and and i i think if it wasn't for covid or the babies we would probably do one ski one summer trip
1: and that would be our refresh every six months i would love to be young again and start again because yeah and uh, to be honest i had all this in my head when i was about 25 i look in my i look and i think where would i be now what would i have achieved Mm -hmm. what i have looked up and thought everest is there um yeah, well, potentially or, not, but you know, you,
0: well, s- sometimes you think, "Oh, I wish I'd done that," or "I wish I'd thought that," but then I, I wasn't this person twenty years oh. ago, and I probably
1: was was, if I was offered the chance to do
0: something, I probably in nah. there.
1: Well, I've read so many books on Everest over the years, and it was just a case of one day I'm going to go, one day I'm going to go, and then you read another one, you go, I'm going to go one day. Yeah, and then you get to. And age and go. I've got to go. If I don't go now, yeah, I'm never going to go. And I just wish I'd done it a lot younger, a lot earlier in life. So you always had that? Oh, always that passion. Yeah. I think probably go back to my teenage years. I looked at it and thought, I need to go there. I need to go and look at it. It's like you just want to look at. You look up at the monster, as I call it, and go. Mm. I want to go there. And going halfway up is 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 sensible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Go halfway there and just look up and go, "Oh, there you are." Yeah. I mean,
0: yeah, essentially you've touched it. Yeah, and that—that I mean, that,
1: for certain things, like when you go
0: and and see a tourist attraction, putting your hand on it, it suddenly feels right. That's the release. That's the.
1: Well, it did with base camp because halfway up, you come across all the memorials of the ones who've died up there. Oh, Scott right. Fisher, famous guy, because of the film. Mm. But. Because relatives return to a plateau where they put all rocks on top of each other in a plaque, and you, when you walk around it, it's quite surreal that people have died up there, um, and uh, all the memorials and that. Yeah. So when you get up, you see all these memorials and you you there is hundreds of them, and it's people who've made either gone up hundreds of yeah there is hundreds there's hundreds of these. They're rocks on top of each other they can go anything from that yeah. or scott's fish Scott Fisher's is phew, eight or nine feet tall
0: right so so like it, um the cairns people are yeah. taking
1: up their own rocks they're making it all out them there them. most of the relatives go out there and do it and they put a plaque there so they've got mm. a picture of the person and it tells you their name um the date of obviously them succumbing so to their trek um and that you stand there and you kind of go, this is real."
0: Yeah I was going to say suddenly it must be very sobering it's, and you're not even at a base camp
1: way. and you have kind of got yeah. another day two days of trekking up right and you get there and you look at it and you go wow this is this is real mm-hmm. these are real people who yeah have made it up doing a similar thing to you and not yeah. come back again but yeah and that's it and yeah it's it is enlightening in one way but you kind of go crap mm-hmm. um why am i feeling like this is that oh god i need to get back down but yeah, yeah. i guess it's all part of the. if it, if it was easy you wouldn't want to do oh, it oh yeah if it I was mean, easy everyone would do it everyone would do it um but yeah it's it's one of those things is it is a little bit hard but it's definitely worth it um but knowing that some people haven't achieved what their they, goal. What their, yeah, so I suppose it's their individual thing that they've, they've tried yeah. to do. well, you think some people have made it up but not made it down. So initially, they've been mm. to the summit but not got down. Yeah. Or some people have got down and, you know, got to base camp and some things have gone wrong and they've not made it out there because exhaustion and other things. Mm. But, yeah.
0: So when are you going again? In a couple of
1: weeks? Yeah, 16th for fly out to Kathmandu again. Yeah. Um, same company, same people. No, a different company. Um, the company I wanted to go with, um, weren't gonna be doing it till next year, uh, because one of the guides I went with, um, I'm quite friends with him, and he's he's just he's out there now. So I wanted to go with that company because yeah, he's a good laugh. But I'd already planned it, and they brought their trips a year forward. By then, I'd already booked up. So the unknown again, uh, different company, but I suppose you have got. A- gain their trust very quickly well or is it not it's like anything I, I when i go on these trips i do go on my own so it's a case of you meet up with complete strangers mm. and you have a laugh and joke you get to know them you learn about people and then i'd have to in one ways i always travel on my own because you don't want to worry about someone else you're with you know, if I was with someone and they got on well, yeah, you'd, yeah, you know, I see what
0: you mean. Do I
1: go on? Do I stay with them? Yeah, go back down. So it
0: becomes a joint.
1: Yeah, aerosol. but it's it's an English company, Um and I always said I wanted to because I think it's easier to communicate with things, and they've been very good with everything. Um, so yeah, next Sunday, cushy little seat on an airplane.
0: Yeah, until
1: you get there, and until then get there. Yeah, then it all starts. Again. Uh, it is 30 degrees in Kathmandu at the moment, which ain't too bad, and only minus 20 at uh, mere peak at the moment. Minus 20, yeah, snowshoe. So that is like living in an industrial fridge, for yeah. But a couple of days, good equipment, good clothing. Quite looking forward to it. Sounds great, it does. Sounds good to me. So what have you
0: been doing to, I mean, time's ticking now, but have you been doing extra walking? Have you been doing anything in particular? Yeah,
1: so when I went to base camp, I've done a lot of hill walking. I went to the Peak District, Lake District. I was probably at the Peak District every month for a couple of days. But um, with COVID and that. So around here, I've been doing, uh, around my house, I've been doing like 10-mile walks. Um, Getting out, just walking, walking across across uneven ground, just building up the stamina again. Yeah, right. Like um,
0: leg strength for yep.
1: ankles. And borrowing a nice little rescue fits, weighted. Yeah, how did you get on with that? That was actually pretty good. Definitely felt on the legs after about seven or eight miles. You could feel it on the legs.
0: Yeah. You start to feel it. I felt it around the core when I was running, especially. It's, it's I guess, because you're going to have a backpack on, it's a similar thing. Yeah,
1: well, that's why i'm i'm not really a runner so that's why i, I wanted to just to weigh myself down build up the legs because yeah. these are the things that are gonna get me up and down mm. and that's why i wanted just to weigh down and it's actually been pretty good it was actually wasn't as uncomfortable as i thought <laughs> um but no it was good it was very very useful hello here she is so hello buddy
0: so who's that hey. hey how you doing what have you been doing Right, we'll sum it up, up there then. Charlie, are you going to come and say hello? Hi hey buddy. Where are you going? No. Come see, come see, no, come there's see. There's a strange man there. He's going to go on, the, on the camera. Are you well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm alright. Right, right all guys, right. we're going to sum it up all there. Right. Thank you so much for jumping into episode 2 no of worries. the Rescue Fit Show. Charlie's playing with the cameras. Um, please give this video a like if you enjoyed listening to us. Subscribe if you're not, because I'm trying to get to 100 subscribers. Follow us all on the socials. and If you've got any more questions for Kev, pop them in the then comments, I and I'll try and get them to. Do you wanna come say hello? No. <laughs> pop them in the comments, and I'll try and get Kev to answer them. Thanks, Sam. Bye. Bye. Bye.